The discrimination, pay disparities, wage theft, sexual harassment, these are all symptoms of this larger issue, which is that workers in America are paid a sub-minimum wage. And we found that half of all New York workers um, that we surveyed report that they were considering or have left the restaurant industry altogether with the pandemic. But the good news is that 78% said that a full stable livable wage would be the top reason that would make them stay in the industry. So there is a way to call workers back and it's paying them full fair wages. Good morning, this is Epicenter NYC. We connect our communities to news, information, and each other. I'm Andrea Pineda-Solgado. Over the summer, New Yorkers have finally been able to get back to their favorite restaurants in person. But across the country and across the city, there's been a major shortage in restaurant workers. Between low wages, often hostile work environments, and the dangers brought on by COVID-19, many employees simply had enough. And while management scrambles to fill these perpetually open positions, service staff have seen the power balance shift in their favor. They're no longer easily replaceable. But how can we take this moment and create permanent change? How can we make sure the people that make New York City restaurants great are treated fairly? One organization called One Fair Wage is working towards just that. And beyond restaurant workers, they're on a mission to increase the sustainability of wages and working conditions across the entire service sector. Today, I talked to Yamila Rees. She is a communications director at One Fair Wage, and she's worked in the restaurant industry for over 10 years. She's actively working to eliminate the sub-minimum wage for all tipped workers. Before we begin, a quick message from our friends and sponsors at McKinsey & Company. The Shortlist is a weekly curated sampling of McKinsey's need-to-know stories about work, the economy, and culture. 60% of Black workers live in the South. So I think you are seeing companies start to say, why don't, instead of expecting diverse talent to move to us, why don't we open up a hub in a more diverse location? That's Brian Hancock from the McKinsey Talks Talent Podcast featured in a recent shortlist newsletter. He's discussing the future of work. For more of our best ideas, quick and curated, check out the shortlist at mckinsey.com forward slash shortlist. That's mckinsey.com forward slash shortlist. And thanks. Now, back to the show. Here's my conversation with Yamila. So my name is Shamila Ruiz. I'm the communications director at One Fair Wage. We're a national organization, coalition, and campaign committed to raising wages for subminimum wage workers and ensuring that all workers in the United States earn a full minimum wage so that no worker in the United States makes less than the full minimum wage. And when did it start and why did it start? So One Fair Wage as a campaign has been going on nearly for two decades. Over the last few years, we've introduced legislation in 16 states to move One Fair Wage. Uh, New York is one of the key campaign states. In fact, we won uh, One Fair Wage back in 2019 for all other miscellaneous workers, but actually the biggest sector of tipped workers, restaurant workers were excluded from this back in 2019. And 
We're also at the federal level moving legislation as part of the Raise the Wage Act, which is the federal $15 minimum wage legislation, which includes uh, one fair wage for tipped workers, differently abled workers, and youth workers. Um, these are populations that have been generally left behind and other minimum wage increases. So we're really excited that the Raise the Wage Act is moving through Congress and we have some great support in both the Senate and the House for that. So what are some of the issues that waiters and service have faced before the pandemic? Yeah, so already before the pandemic, uh, the restaurant industry was the fastest growing sector of our economy, the absolute lowest paying. So every year the Department of Labor puts out um, the lowest paying jobs in America. And every year, about seven of 10 of those jobs are restaurant workers. And many of them are tipped restaurant worker jobs as well. The discrimination, pay disparities, wage theft, sexual harassment, these are all symptoms of this larger issue, which is that workers in America paid a sub-minimum wage, including in New York. And that forces many workers to have to live off of tips. Throughout the pandemic, they were having to enforce social distancing from the same customers for whom they're supposed to get tips to survive. But tips were down significantly and customer hostility and harassment was at an all-time high. We published a report um, in December of last year that got national recognition called Take Off Your Mask So I Know How Much Tip You. And it was based on stories of women who we were hearing from who were being told um, by customers um, to pull down their mask because that way customers could decide on how much to tip them. But um, we heard thousands and thousands of stories of women in New York putting up with all sorts of customer hostility and harassment to have to earn a living. And I know, obviously, like you said, there's been a need for servers, like they don't really want to come back. Um, What are some of the jobs that these people are going to? So we saw a lot of folks going to retail. Um, We saw a lot of folks moving into the gig economy platforms. Some people went back to school. Some people we surveyed went into the medical industry or real estate. It's really been a cross section. I wouldn't say like everybody's going to one thing, but those are, you know, from surveying workers, those are some of the different sectors that we're hearing from that people are moving on to. We found that half of all New York workers um, that we surveyed report that they were considering or have left the restaurant industry altogether with the pandemic. Um, Sadly, this has had devastating impacts on women and mothers specifically. We've seen a lot of tipped workers who are women um, as the largest sector of workers who are leaving the workforce. Um, And in New York, this is, you know, especially true for women of color. But the good news is that eight in 10 workers, 78% said that a full stable livable wage would be the top reason that would make them stay in the industry. So there is a way to call workers back and it's paying them full fair wages. And what changes do you see coming to the industry in New York City? We're seeing a lot of employers moving to one fair wage um, as a way to entice workers to come back. You know, we've seen some like signing bonuses and other kind of one-time incentives, but I really do think the one long-term lasting systemic change that's going to happen as a result of the pandemic and the upper hand, as we've talked about that workers have right now, is that we have this uh, unprecedented bargaining power, and that's going to result in higher wages throughout the industry across the board employers moving in this direction to paying higher wages. And out of all of the things that One Fair Wage as an organization has done for the servers, what has benefited them the most? So I think just us continuing to push at the state, the city, and the federal level for fair wages. Um, we hear countless stories from workers saying like, 
you know, thank you so much. I never thought that there was an organization out there fighting for my rights. So often we feel that we're dispensable um, and that we don't really have a role in the workforce um, because, and it really is because of the devaluation of human labor that is placed on these tipped workers because they're earning sub-minimum wages, right? And they're relying on tips. So they're told their worth is only as good as the next tip that they get. So I think, um, Yeah, from what we hear from workers all the time, continuing to fight for federal policy, state policy changes to benefit tipped workers. It's the single greatest thing that we as an organization, we've surveyed workers over the last two decades. And the single um, most important thing to them is their wages. And so that's the direction that we've continued to fight for is for full fair wages for all service workers. Like, Why should New Yorkers um, care about these waiters and these servers? Yeah. So as I just mentioned, it's good for the economy. It's good for workers. It's good for business. It's really the only way to jumpstart and revitalize our economy as well. Workers will have more money in their pockets to then in turn go out to eat and spend money at other places. Um, We've seen time and time again, every time there's been a wage increase, it's helped the economy. And what can the average New Yorker do to help? So we have a a link. If you go to onefairwage.org forward slash take dash action. Um, There's three easy things you can do to help. You can call your legislators. You can send a letter to your legislators. There's a QR code that we have that you can present anytime you go out to eat. And there's ways to follow our work and get involved through social media and upcoming events that we have in your area. To learn more about the great work that the team at One Fair Wage is doing, use the link in our show notes. Next, we're sharing a story from one of our neighbors. Like you, we went over to one of our favorite ramen spots to learn about what it is like to work in the service industry during the pandemic. The man we spoke to chose to remain unnamed, but here is his story. The most difficult part of working during the pandemic was uh, probably like seeing how we went from being so busy in the restaurant to like having no business at all. And it hurt us a lot because we had a full staff and we had to cut down on everyone. Probably like something that was the most challenging for us was because the fact that we are an Asian restaurant, some of our staff, when the whole pandemic started, were were actually attacked by local people outside of the restaurant and harassed. Uh, We had people even coming in here and like saying stuff to us like saying that like as if we had a part of what was going on and I'm not exactly sure about other restaurants but uh, we actually did have a couple people that felt unsafe Um, we had a lady here Uh, she was a older Asian uh, lady Um, she was actually like basically like um, harassed outside the restaurant and she was scared she didn't want to come back she stayed out for an entire month and then um, when she did come back she still felt unsafe, and then she just ended up leaving. It's a lot. It's um, a little bit harder now, um, due to the fact that a lot of people don't want to work. We did have some people that came back, and then uh, once they came back, they just decided it wasn't for them because you know a lot of people were living off unemployment, and it was like they were getting they were receiving more than what they were getting when they were working. So a lot of people just decided this wasn't for them. So they ended up leaving. We still have some people that are still here, but not as, as how it was before. We also asked about his thoughts on the future and if he's optimistic. I feel 
feel a lot better now than from when it first started. At first, everyone was a little bit more afraid here, uh, but now I feel like uh, times, you know, it's getting a little bit better. But um, still very scared of everything that's going on with the pandemic. I think for me, it's still the fact, uh, I feel like a lot of people should still be taking care of themselves and taking care of other people, like wearing their mask, washing their hands and sanitizing their hands just as much as like the customer, the restaurant is trying to keep the place clean for them. Restaurant owners and workers have been challenged in countless ways over the past year and a half. And while the Delta variant causes surges across the country, many still remain concerned about their health and their safety. But even still, like our neighbor, many are cautiously optimistic about the future, a future that organizations like One Fair Wage are fighting for. One thing's for certain, we need to do our best to protect ourselves and each other by getting our friends and neighbors vaccinated. We need to continue to support our favorite local spots, and we need to do it together. Join us at epicenter-nyc.com to see how you can help. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in. Our intro music is All the Pretty Horses by Karavika. You can find more of their music on their website, linked to in our podcast description.